the, the map only found in Matthew's gospel is the revelation that Jesus was not just coming for one people, but to save all humankind. God had formed his as a vehicle, the, the Hebrews, and he chose them to be the first place of where he would reveal himself and through their scriptures. And in the context of that, uh, of that chosen people was born, was born the Savior, but not just for some, but for all. So the, the wise men coming from the East to speaks of the universal call to salvation that is initiated in Jesus Christ in the power of this moment. And they're led there by a star. But it's interesting because we hear in the first reading the prophecy of Isaiah where we start to see this image of the new Jerusalem where people are flocking through. This idea of all the people coming with their wealth, with all that they have to come and experience this great society. And the church is saying to, to us that the star that really guides us to Christ should be the church. Should be the church, the one that that is that Jerusalem, that new Jerusalem. Both as a church is a universal and church as a local reality. Our in the United States retreat right now, praying about how they should respond and what they should do in the future with regard to the crisis. So we have to pray that the Holy Spirit come upon them and that they are reawakened to their responsibility to lead and shepherd Incredible way to them, but you and I can talk about mercy. We are also called to be this local version of the Jerusalem that to whom people have come. Christ is no less the Savior now than He was of um, six months ago or two thousand years ago. The message is no longer; it's not; it's as relevant now, if not more relevant than any time in history. The call to go and bring him to others is just as much ours as it was in every generation before us. And so it is that we say, okay, what can we do as mercy, as individuals, but as a body, as a parish, to make ourselves the most welcoming place that we possibly can? The people of 20854 or 20817, they say, mercy is amazing. Have you been there? It's so well. And we do a lot of great stuff. They greet each other before and all the coffee and donuts, but I think we can just push ourselves a little bit further even as individuals in this group. The simple optics of, I don't know, sliding down the pew when somebody shows up a little late as opposed to sitting there like, uh-uh. If you really got to sit on an aisle, sit right there. Because no matter what seat you'll be in, you'll be on an aisle. Or sit up front. Nobody wants to sit up front. Then you have all the aisle space you want. But the simple optics of just kindness and smiles. We have coffee and donuts are not just to nourish us. They're not just, it's not a soup kitchen. It's not saying, oh, well, mercy people don't have any opportunity for breakfast, so we're going to provide a deep fried sugar package <laughs> for them to keep them energized for the rest of the day. The point of coffee and donuts is to carry the fellowship of the altar into our day. And how great it is 
If you walk up to someone you don't know and like a family just standing there not talking to each other, but you say, I haven't met you. Imagine we have probably coffee and donuts 40 times a year. This time next year, you're going to have 40 new people that you can walk in and wave. And they're going to say, oh, you want the end seat? Yes, thank you very much. You see, it's the little moments that we can become the new Jerusalem. The reaching out, the smiling, the waving, all these places so that when somebody comes in as new, just like each one of us was new at some point, and they get our smile, and they catch our welcome, and they eat a donut with us, we become the Jerusalem. We become the light that leads others to Jesus Christ. We become stars. Praise be Jesus Christ.